don't worry. <clears throat> I won't hurt you. I only want you to have some fun. The opening lyrics of 1999. <clears throat> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk podcast. Thank you guys so much for subscribing on iTunes, Apple Music, checking us out on YouTube and subscribing there, and Podbay FM, Spotify. Today we're going to be discussing the magic that is the 1999 album. While someone's trying to reach me immediately right when I'm doing a show. How are you guys doing today? And uh, no 1999 shirt today. We had to um, bring it all out. Not even a chain to um, go on with that. It's good to see you guys. Good to be seen. So that's how I look at it. 1999. They say 2020. <laughs> Zero, zero, party over, oops, out of time. So tonight, I'm going to party like it's 1999 with this album. And I switched up um, thing a little bit. I still think that my eyes are going to float to your comments, but I'm trying to adjust things to make things better and to stay more on point with it. So, Yes. And this is why we're going to get into 1999 right here, this comment. Looking forward to this discussion. 1999 is so funky. DMSR, Lady Cab Driver, give me good feelings. And Meloins, I didn't see the last part. Yes. But, you know, how are you guys doing in the year 2020? I mean, when you think about it, 1999 was supposed to be out 1999, so it's 21 years ago. But in actuality, the album is almost 40 years old. And who thought that 2020 would be like this? Even when he wrote songs about 2020, it wasn't anything like this. That's for sure. Um, make sure you guys, if you're not, sh um, share on your page share on your private page, share to other fan pages, share wherever. Always appreciate you guys doing that. Hope you guys are doing well. 2020, even, even in the midst of craziness, you still have good things that, uh, that can happen. Uh, unless you're a Vikings fan or a Cowboys fan, then 2020 is going to suck there too. But yes, the world is a hot mess, but not um, not this album. And it's interesting discussions that um, me and Prince had about 1999. But you have so many hit songs. And then for it to be, you know, a double album record at that time in his career where controversy didn't exactly sell well um, after Dirty Mind. But, you know, you had the hit singles, what would end up being hit singles, 1999, Little Red Corvette, Delirious, DMSR would be known from being in a Risky Business movie and on that soundtrack originally when it came um, to the CD releases of 1999. 
Then even automatic, there was a video made for that. Let's Pretend We're Married, there was a video made for that, but was unreleased till later on, uh, after 2016 officially. And even with the international lever, that would get played a lot on R&B radio. But all these songs were hits, but when Warner Brothers was first given this album that did not have 1999 on it, they asked them for a hit single. And then 1999 replaced. Do you guys know which song, unreleased song, that 1999 actually ended up replacing on this record? You know, if you guys listen to the show before I've said it, I don't think it's in any books yet, but if it's in a book, they got it without crediting. So more so of this question I'm seeing right here. Um, it had to do with us talking about the vault and then talking about the song Extra Lovable and then it led into 1999. So we will get into that. But can anyone guess what song was no, not for boring. Um, what song? It's an unreleased song. And let's see. Just trying to see if anyone gets it before we get into it. And what's funny was, is Extra Lovable was on the album at the time. So actually, when they asked for this album, even though it had the title 1999, it didn't have the song on there. It actually, Extra Level was replaced with the uh, DMSR. So how can you go wrong with DMSR? So yeah, it's an unreleased song. And I'm just going to get to it so we're not the, lab the laboring on it. But the original track listing, the first song on this album was going to be Turn It Up, then Little Red Corvette, then Delirious, then Let's Pretend We're Married, then Extra Lovable. When they decided, when they said that they needed this album back, he replaced Turn It Up with 1999 and replaced Extra Lovable with DMSR, the original Extra Lovable. So, yes. So how could you... As much as we love Extra Lovable as an unreleased track, right? Then you wouldn't have DMSR. So that'd be kind of problematic, right? As much as you love Extra Lovable and that funk, then you wouldn't have DMSR. So yes, Turn Up is released now, but in 1982, it was not. So it was an unreleased track at the time. But, you know, very adventurous. And when 1999 was officially released, it didn't do too much on the charts. It's only in 1983, after touring a little bit on the 1999 tour, which featured a lot of the controversy era material, um, it was only when Little Red Corvette started getting played that you have to get on. And exactly, Virginia, um, DMSR gets my vote. That's how he felt too. And that's why Extra Lovable uh, wasn't officially 
released until 2011 on the Canadian tour, but it was redone and fans were not happy about that. And for DMSR, I will take DMSR every single time. That's one of the funkiest songs of all time and the funkiest of keys, C sharp. And you know what I love the most is like underneath the beat in 82, you couldn't hear it unless you had some really, really, really good headphones in 82. Was underneath the funk. Sorry if the camera's shaking a little bit. I moved it on to something else than the table. Underneath the funk, you had him saying DMSR. See, now you know why that I do this instead of sing. But that was underneath the funk of it all. <clears throat> um, Turn Up has been a favorite of mine for decades now. Yeah, more so. I remember... Um, a moderator on a group using that as their name and uh, trying to talk mess about me. <laughs> so uh, at that time, I didn't like that song too much. And I'm sure that same person was a thorn in Prince's side. So, yeah. The music itself didn't do anything until Motown 25 was on TV in May 83. Not so much, but also you had MTV finally playing um, music videos by black artists, Beat It and Little Red Corvette debuting on the same day and being put into heavy rotation. Um, <clears throat> well, Sylvia, when you ask, I'm trying to get to that. When you ask this, what was doing better in 1999 at the time record? They were both at the same time, right? See, they were pigeonholing the time into the R&B charts. So they were charting higher, but Prince was a crossover artist who was getting on the R&B charts, but was actually placing lower. But eventually, of course, the time being on that tour as well, 1999 started catapulting, but it was after the Little Red Corvette video started getting played on MTV. The comments are going a little bit quick, and that's the problem of having to look to it and trying to bring it up. Whoops. See? Yeah. There was a good comment before, but um, yeah. And turn up as a jam, always having my ears on my runs. By 1999, there would be no 1999 until maybe later. So we're all with it. And then Something in the Water Live is out of this world for me. The way he would change it musically at every show was amazing. It's a true gem, 100%. Especially what some people would think was the Something in the Water demo was actually a tour rehearsal that was circulating for years. That was pretty awesome. Um, which article are you talking about, Chris? Sorry, I'm not going to put it on the screen because I don't know. But uh, some people tried to dog me. So, and here is Virginia saying, I never heard of the time until Purple Rain. So, you know, it's um, one of those things. But yeah, and then at the time that Morris, that the time was coming out with Purple Rain, we were hearing him as Morris Day in the time. And of course, Prince didn't like that. So he's just like, nope, they're the time. Because I think Morris was already trying to go solo at that point. But without 1999 
and the success that it had to show the potential what Prince could have, there would be no Purple Rain for real. So you really like to know about the decision to remake Extra Level when release it in 2011. Okay. So what's interesting was is that, you know, Extra Level World coming out, um, Andy Allo, who was on it, and other people that were involved in the production didn't know it was a vault track. And while I were in Canada, I had to hip them to the 1983 version and play it for them. Um, now, what started off on Extra Lovable, we were talking about, and he goes, it would be a hit for anyone else. But because it's him, it won't be a hit. And I went, you know, what's interesting is that the hardcore fans, you know, they were upset that the original version wasn't released. But at that time, even in 2011, even compared to 2020, releasing that version that talks about rape and other things uh, could get him into hot water. And he's like, see, and he wanted me to write this down. And he had me take notes of it. Unfortunately, I don't have that notebook right in front of me. It's over there. And I don't want to go through it at, the, at this point. So <clears throat> he said that you guys had a version that in his eyes and ears were incomplete and you weren't supposed to hear it. So them, you guys complaining about that version not being out when you weren't supposed to have it is problematic. And he's all like, if he wasn't asked to take off, turn it up, then that would have been there instead of DMSR. But that's how it was. And then it ended up being an unreleased track until 2011 after he, um, put out there and yeah he knew the bootleg was out there for you hardcore fans but Andy Allo thought it was a brand new song and other people that were in the camp at that time see so there you go um and what do you want to know about the cover in 1999 I thought it was quite prophetic you know when you look at it in the P kind of have what looks like rain or can be very furry and then you have this just planetary stuff. And then in the R, you have like the clouds and someone reaching down, which to me is kind of like interesting what around the world in a day had. Then of course, with the I, you have and the revolution backwards, you know, so setting itself stuff up. Then the N, you know, having the pants that he would wear around that time, because Prince only was wearing jeans for that little red Corvette video. Although it's kind of interesting, like when wrestlers wear jeans, it's not really jeans. It's a different material. Else he wouldn't have been able to do the splits like that. He would not be able to be doing the splits in some Jordash, right? Then with the E, it's like you kind of see something that looks like a ladder and steps. So another thing with the ladder, possibly. And then you see it everywhere where, you know, the male and male and female symbol. Then. And the nine, you know, you kind of have the symbol that I'm not wearing today being there. Then his eye, the little beauty mark around it. And then, of course, the rude boy next to a leaf. Although, you know, you could replace it probably with um, an eggplant now and fit in more hush. Then the nine, it just kind of like you see like Saturn and like a grave 
you know, that could be in the future because supposedly, oops, out of time, we're all going to die. But those things were, you know, awesome. And of course, for Peggy McCreary to have like a songwriting credit right on the bat, right on the back with and Don Bats was kind of cool. And of course, Bernie Grumman um, and the direct fan mail to Prince PO Box 10118, you know wonder who wrote those things back so yeah i gotta listen to the interview or have leroy bennett on the show to talk about the lighting of that tour and other things that'd be pretty good thank you for the suggestion captain but if you want to provide a link to your show on that drop it in the room as well yes but 1999, and then with you guys getting the um, deluxe edition last year, and you had two albums worth of unreleased material. Now think of that. This already had a double album's worth of material. And then at the same time, he put out the Time record and then the Vanity Six record and was writing for other artists. And then to know that there was two albums worth of material and plus Extra Lovable still wasn't on that set along with Lest You Always from Purple Rain wasn't on there. So just imagine that wasn't the entire vault coming out of unreleased material. But at that time, with how long it took music to be made, you know, it wasn't as simple as now. Him having to lay down the tracks, lay down the vocals, lay down the background vocals, do each instrument, and then do the time record, do Vanity, Vanity Six's record, and then two albums at least of unreleased material and there's probably more so pamela we'd have to know it also also helps with questions like this which is quite long about catching heat another group for asking about the song revelation um, when you can find out when it was filed with the Library of Congress, that also helps. If you can look that up, so it should be public record, but a lot of people don't do it anymore. They actually look to Prince Vault, which is a great source of inspiration uh, for answering questions. So maybe look there if you haven't yet. So, and yes, Jill Jones contributed a lot, love Jill Jones' involvement during this era. She contributed a lot and is highly underrated as an artist. Yes, she is. And Jill was around for many things. And I love that artistic drawing uh, that's done by Pablo, I believe, with Jill being the lady cab driver. And the album cover blew me away in 82. And there's like, there was so much stuff when you're looking at the album. And here it is like Prince, you know, for you, we had the photo of him with the Afro. And then with the Prince record, you had the Farrah Fawcett look. Then you had Dirty Mind, the Bed Springs, then Controversy. It starts showing a little bit of Purple Rain era. And then he's like, people are tired of looking at me. Let me just do um, my drawings and put that on there. You know? And a lot of artists wouldn't do that. A lot of artists at that time were doing the laid back thing on the records. You know what I mean by the laid back thing? Be like Lionel Richie or Michael Jackson having a little arm and like laying back to the side. Prince is like, no, let's just put it out without my image on it. And here's an artistic drawing. Here you go. So 
Yes, you had extra level one, extra level one, two different spellings. Yeah. No, we should give you the heat for a question. Exactly. And his eyes on the LP. All right, I'm going to make me open up these. I put on the, the sealed things to keep it in, and I do have a copy that um, I have opened along with others, but it just looks better being shiny. So for you people that may only have CDs, a lot of people tell me that I got them into vinyl collecting and hanging out with me when we go to record stores or just coming over and listening to my collection. But then you have the eye, as VB was saying. You know, and that also the eye does make an appearance on the nine, you know, on both nines, you see them, but yes. But vinyl always sounds better too. Yeah. Rosemary makes sense a little bit. So. Out of all the Prince songs, Corvat is my all-time favorite, Catherine says. There's just something about that song. Is there now? Hmm. I never drove a Corvette, but uh, I tried sitting in it once. Not made for someone who was 6'2", for sure. On that 9 next to the helmet. The helmet. Come on now. Yeah. But it was such a great record. And then you even had Delirious released as a single, and that didn't even have a video that was officially released, and that still charted top 10. So that was very impressive. And you have Automatic. That's got some funk on there. And Something in the Water Does Not Compute, which you all know does. And then Free. Free resonated with me a lot. And I was very, very very young when I first heard that, but man, be glad that you are free because many a man that's not. Unfortunately, a lot of people can say that in 2020. Um, but back then, like walls all around me, it, it truly meant a lot. And Letty Cab Driver, man, this is for the cab driver that drive with no money at all. Um, this is for the tourist at Disneyland, Yosemite Sam and the tourist at Disneyland. You know, now with rappers name checking everything to make sure that they'll be on a McDonald's uh, meal. But back then you weren't getting paid for that stuff. So, and all the critics love you in New York and just how through the years he would change it, whether it's in Paris, all the critics love you in Paris or other stuff, an international lover, you know, sometimes setting up stuff for other songs, like I'll Buy You Diamonds and Pearls being mentioned in that. And then nine years later, him having a number two hit single with something like that. But you'd always have those put in, whether in Housequake, you gotta rock this mother to the max. Damn, you gotta get off. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Yes, and Cheech and Chong movie as well. Good ears on that one, and not just a John Candy film a few years later. He made you want a date on a Saturday night. Well, Saturday nights are made for dating, right? Well, in COVID, everything's made for dating now. Just be safe. Wear a mask and something else. 
Is it true there's an unreleased video version of Red Corvette that features Vanity? Hmm. Which video have you seen? We'll see what the future holds with that. So, yeah. Very interesting with this. And this is, I let my kiddo listen to free for the lessons, same as I did as a kid. How old is your kid, if you don't mind me asking, just because I'm always stressing about the future being um, where we need to get the music to and not just um, fans' children's. And Pamela has this comment to add. 1999 is my number one overall album. It's great from start to finish. My number two is Around the World in a Day. Artificial Age is number three. Whole album is amazing. Of course, Delirious. Free is the type of song that can save lives. Amen. I agree on that. Yeah. I mean, I think 1999 gives Sign of Times a good run. Eddie says for its money, as far as great albums of his, they are both epic. 100% agree. It's amazing to me how much 1999 is overlooked when you have, during that time period, you have a Purple Rain that's monumental. And then you have Sign of Times, which is so culturally and politically and newsworthy on top of everything at that time in 1987 being one of the first songs to reference AIDS and all these other different things and talking about um, what's going on in the world. In 1999, I was looking towards the future and having different sounds and just developing stuff. But how crazy is that, that 1999 is so, so overlooked. You're 100% correct on that. Um, CJM, I think it's about something else, but yes, you do have one picture of it, but I think it's referencing some something else. Because remember, um, in the video for the same December, you do have the LP with the tear hitting against the wall and breaking, but also on the album cover that a lot of people didn't see when it was on CD, the Warner Brothers tear in the eye of the 1999 album. But um, it could have been something at Paisley where there's one eye staring at nothing at all, more so, during um, the wall that has the photos. Sandra has this, I don't wanna ignore things. Can we talk about why you're not involved in the estate? Or are these current people involved, people who didn't know him or people actively talk smack about Prince? Sandra, please don't name names, but uh, I can't tell you why. I can just say we'll see what the future holds. Um, but I try to play nice and feel that good always conquers over evil. And I try not to be dirty like other people have. We'll see if that has to change because it's not something that I like to do. But my phone ain't ringing. I hear they're doing a live stream at Paisley Park or a live streaming event that was at Paisley Park last night, the same time there that we're doing our show. So I thank you guys even more so for being here. So, um, interesting what Captain says on the, on the answer to that. 
let's see. Does Prince have a record for number two songs? Well, what? Yeah. Raspberry Beret. Yeah. Diamonds and Pearls, where Wright said Fred with Too Sexy stopped that from hitting it. He had seven with number two. Not really, but he does have the record for now. Drake may be coming across it, but he had a top 10 single from uh, 1983 through 1994, the most beautiful girl in the world being the last top 10 single that he ever had. I hate you made it to number 11. Um, but that string of 11 years, no one has had a top one top 10 single uh, consecutively like that before. I think Drake is getting close though. And of course the charts are a lot different. Um, I understand Rosemary. I agree with you. I put up your comment more so if you can, I don't want to edit you, but I agree with what you're saying. Just try to use different words on it and I'll be able to post it. So lady cab driver is the funk rock jam. Yes, on that. So, Captain, interesting. I said what you said before. Um, was the homecoming bootleg shot by the Prince Cap? Yes, I believe so. And hopefully, we'll get an official release of that one day. That's all I'll say. Um, and you guys on YouTube, get on your get on your little discussion feed. Um, one of those people is a pop talk soundtrack. Uh, I know who you're talking about. That's all I can say on that one. Let's just keep it off the board. Try to be nice. Again, try to play nice, even though, um, yeah. Let's see. And Violet from the answer from earlier about how old her kid is. Kiddo is almost 10. There's so many songs I let her listen to for the lessons and their funk, dance, rock. There's some just for the silliness. Many she can't listen to just yet. Just never play her We Gets Up. <laughs> and Chaos and Disorder for real. Um, I appreciate what you guys are saying. You can um, praise me without dissing others, um, but I understand and uh, there was a game being played and I'm sorry. You guys can fight for me, how's that? Since I have to be nice, you guys don't have to be so nice. I didn't say that and this isn't tea I'm sipping, but you can do it. I see this happening, I'm curious. I see a good question from Maria. We'll get on to that. We will go back to what you guys are saying. Um, what attracted me to Prince? It was the music because uh, I didn't have MTV then. I didn't have cable until 1996, 95. Um, so it was the music. It was playing my Tinker Toys and making a microphone and um, 
you had songs like I Want to Be Your Lover and Delirious, songs I didn't know were his, and that would be my jam. And then um, everything else just uh, exploded. The more that he got played on radio, the more I was like, that's my jam, that's my jam, that's my jam. And then realizing it all came from the same artist, that blew me away. So, you know, I try to have my memory be incredible, but I take digital notes all the time. And I know I don't get everything correct all the time, but it isn't my full-time job. One day, we'll see. Um, but I have to have other things that take up memory space on it. But sometimes it isn't exactly working if you enjoy those kind of things and not just print stuff. I know like a lot of facts about a lot of different things. We would actually, uh, when Call Me Maybe came out and we're all, I was like telling him, oh, it's, um, it's a viral sensation, but Scooter Braun manages Carly Rae Jepsen who put out Call Me Maybe, but also managed Justin Bieber and a few other artists like Selena Gomez at the time, and they would be lip syncing uh, the song. So it isn't really uh, a random viral when it's the same artist doing it that worked for the same manager, but that song blew up virally, as they said. So Sondra and Captain, I sometimes, the way that you guys are talking, I think you're the same person, but because um, your comments match, I don't mean that as a diss. So don't think that. First B-side love was how come you don't call me anymore? <sighs> okay, can we have true confession time? How come you don't call me anymore was not one of my favorite songs that Prince would do live. Just because I felt that it was taking up um, space on a set list that could have had another song I haven't heard before. But of course it was always great live. Just wasn't one of my favorites yeah thank you captain for the support on that we all gotta have a discussion about that privately um what was the technique that prince used for automatic what do you mean uh you're talking about the sound effects or the keyboard the lindrum like what things so Yeah, 1999 re-debuted a lot, not just in 2016, but also in 1999 and other things. Um, let's see. Rosemary, uh, it's going on um, on YouTube in the comments. Um, I just, I feel for Captain, I feel for other people. They're getting into it, we'll get, we'll get into them more. Um, I'll just put this comment on there. Most of the experts out there right now weren't even around until after April 2016, more vultures, or some were, but they feel the need, um, they feel a need to put others down to make themselves look better. And I won't do that. 
I have every confidence in my abilities and I don't need to put anyone down or uh, say stuff. And that's how other people got in is they said stuff and it was BS, but that's how it goes on. Um, just in case there's people in here who want to know, I hope the estate releases the ride divine. It's epic peace and be forever wild. One love the ride divine. I think, holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts in this room, more so than others. Sound effects left to right speaker. Just Prince trying to, he would hate the word experiment, trying out different sounds, trying out things to see how it'd be. And sometimes at that time, remember in 82, unless you had a really good system or you had really great speakers, you weren't catching up onto all that stuff. So. Maria, I think she read something online. We kind of discussed it a little bit ago in regards to Shaka, and it's not true. And that's all I can say about that. So, but I appreciate your support, Sondra and Captain. I know there's others that do support, um, but I just won't do it. Like, There was stuff done dirty to me in 2018, and then there was stuff done dirty to me earlier this year. And it'll come back to bite both of those people in the butts. But I just choose not to go down that road. I was asked by the Prince Estate before we can get back on 1999, why should we choose you when other people are wanting to be, um, you know, the PRN alumni? or PRN protector. And I went, because he chose me when he was here and not, you know, not 20, 30 years ago. You know, the first contact we had was in 98. I won't lie and say that was in every single week. There was years that would go by, but 2002, there was reaching out, 2000 during the music club, 2006 when it was ending, um, Ruth Azarte brought me in. And then each year kept getting more and more involved to where I was still involved uh, in April in 2016. So that's why I gave my reason for it, you know? So, yeah. Let's see. Yes, if you're confident in your own abilities, you don't even care what others are doing. Yeah, you can't worry about others or else you're taking away time that can be devoted to hone your craft or do other things. But um, it's just amazing to me. Like I really truly love the Prince community, but there are some people that just have to be negative or focus on other things and, and um, wanna start fights or other things. And that's not where it needs to be because, you know, I feel that the estate and the people that are involved, they kind of wanted us being split up. So if there was, um, how do I put it? If there was something to complain about, there wasn't one person that can be the voice like how I was doing it, is that there's so many different voices and they're not in agreement because some will have their own motives that the fans weren't being heard. So what we're trying to do is set it up with something like this to where I feel that this is your guys' show, that um, 
your voices will be heard going forward into the future. And whether I have to bang on other people's doors to make that happen and make sure you're being heard, I'll do it. Um, Prince would sometimes be called a positive nuisance. And I felt with Prince that I was a positive nuisance because I was able to be critical of him and actually not get shunned for it, actually get rewarded for it. And um, he didn't do that with a lot of people. And I'm not trying to speak high of myself. I'm just, I try to be very um, critical, but coming from a point of understanding. You know, and I'm sure there was times where like, oh, screw Fungenberry, I'm done with him. But the next day, you know, certain things I discussed would be change. Um, I guess when I said we talk about more than just 1999, we're having this, can the estate realize who they hire to be involved? It's about legacy, then they are destroying a part of this by involving those people who talk so much smack about P to me. Uh, yeah, here's hoping when the family is involved that they'll understand. But also do know that some of these people that are, are involved now are probably going to have to be involved going forward. I know that may be hard to hear, but I do not want to make any um, promises of stuff, you know, so um Music today that handles the merch is awful. I ordered a coffee mug and t-shirt in August and still haven't received it. Keeps getting delayed. Don't talk to me about that because some people are still waiting for their singles box set. But um, uh, I will say that, yes, with their orders, if you order one thing that, um, how do I put it? You order a bunch of things and then one thing they still don't have in stock, they're not going to ship it to you till everything is there. There'll be some stuff I've ordered back in July that still hasn't hit me yet. So, yeah. And see, Captain, like that, that would be it. But it'd be more so like a direct thing of, uh, of contacting on it. So, I think sometimes they have a clue, maybe, but, you know, the left hand doesn't want to know what the right hand is doing. So, Let's get back to the thing. Um, doesn't the family take over as a state in January? No, that's wishful thinking. It will be sometime in 2021. You guys will definitely know about it for sure. Um, but, you know, right now it's still Comerica running stuff. They're still called the Prince Estate. I don't know if that's what name that they will be going by when they take over. But you'll definitely know it. And I do believe that they will, um, you know, how do I put it? Listen to you, see you, and understand what needs to be done. And the thing that I keep hitting over the head is as we keep seeing so many in the Prince fan community passing away, um, we need that younger generation, whether it's, you know, playing it for your 10 year old or making sure get stuff on it. I mean, look, the TikTok deal earlier this year was heavily criticized, but then you look at what happened with Fleetwood Mac in a song from 1978, charting again because of TikTok, selling albums again, stupid streams. Um, but 
the song is relevant. And those things are quite important and it plays into uh, the younger generation. Um, I'm with you on the delays of the ordering too. Well, Carrie, at least you got two out of it, right? Um, the Rainbow Tron shirts are really cool. I wish it just would be consistent on sizes because there's some stuff that's would be a large, a Rainbow Tron, and a large side of the times they're not exactly the same. And it also makes it harder to tell you guys which size to get um, on that. You know, what up? So, and see, and Eddie says, I believe when the family takes over, we'll get more stuff coming out from the vault faster, I'm hoping. It also has to deal with um, two separate labels being involved right now from Warner's and then Sony, how stuff comes out. I do, like, here's my thing. The 1999 the set and the Sign of Time sets, they were quite expensive and not going to say what my idea would be for that, but they chart really high. And then everyone's like, yay, like it's selling well. And then it drops like a freaking brick or a ton of bricks. There's other ways to make that happen to where not only charts for one week, but all that material is there, but it gets headlines for weeks. And that's all I'm going to say about that because I'm tired of um, the estate would be listening to my shows or listening to when I'd have Dave Hampton on. And then the idea is all of a sudden we'd be getting used, but uh, they didn't want me to, to be involved, but they had no problem taking ideas. So um, I, when the family is running the show, uh, I will share those ideas. And then the thing is, is that you have to think creatively, creatively, and be in that aspect that a business person wouldn't do it. You have to think artistically on how to promote and how to do different things. Not the same thing every single time an album comes out. Oh, there's digital articles. Oh, there's these other things that go on. Oh, we're going to put on the song on YouTube. Make it an event. There's other ways to do that that aren't exactly expensive and actually would be more productive than counterproductive on doing the exact same thing each time. Yeah. Every time there's something that comes to Prince, it is highly rated, whether it's Blackish or the Tribute Show. And while I will never understand what the Tribute Show is, it aired twice that week, and it was in the top 10 both times, especially during COVID when there was going to be no live events and that was recorded earlier in the year. How come there wasn't an ad for Prince's music, a commercial, like some sort of agreement that the estate had with the Grammys? How come there wasn't an ad for Paisley Park when this is over, come to Paisley Park? Promote the Prince website, the merch. You had it being promoted to an audience that wasn't used to seeing Prince that was like, oh, finally a music event going on. We haven't had anything. We've been locked down and they missed an opportunity in my opinion. But that's what I'm saying is you can't think like business people and just be all about the ratings. You have to think about that could have been advertising and be part of the deal. Like, okay, we're licensing you the music, we're licensing the images, 
we need this to be done. Or even have my Rudolph or someone during the show, da da da, you say it instead of having it take up advertising time, it can be built in within the show. Those are just those things to consider. Yes, and everyone remembers this one, 1999 album, The Sleeve made a cameo in the movie Breakfast Club. And John Hughes was a pretty big Prince fan from what I remember, Matt. So that was pretty cool to have. Sorry, I'm playing catch up with the comments, you guys, and scrolling. So, uh, even though streaming Prince's music on all the various platforms doesn't make massive amounts of cash, it's definitely worth it to be there for the exposure to the young people. Yes. And that's why albums making a comeback are pretty important as well, because the young people grew up when it came to listening to music on their devices or other things that they didn't pay for music with them getting involved in vinyl. Uh, that's where the money comes from more than the streams is the actual physical copies. So let's keep pushing these vinyl. And I understand about, you know, the estate wanting purple vinyl and to push that on because they were trying to copyright the color purple, not Whoopi Goldberg. Um, but the thing is, is that the younger generation, they love the colored vinyl. Like the Ariana Grande colored vinyls are ridiculous, going for ridiculous amounts of money. It's just sick. Um, Rosemary has this to say, I got a 21 and 22 year old and they're both love prints. My 21 year old has taken a music studio and tell him to learn about bands. A musician should be able to play his own instruments. Dang Skippy, that's old school. And Captain's seeing where I'm going with that. Unfortunately, I was alluding to it a little bit too easily, huh? About the more manual price points. Yes. Headlines like me. Headlines require people like you to speak to the media. Well, yeah, I was speaking to the media before. But the thing is, is that when you don't have someone that's working with um, the estate, it makes it kind of harder to be done on official capacity. Um, you know, I'm looking better for many reasons. And that would be to be doing interviews and other things. Uh, you know, and that's how just, just it. I would you know, only want to speak to the media when it's something that's going to be appropriate or put him in a good light. I don't like my face being on camera just for, to be on camera. It has to be for the right reasons. Um, and thank you for this, Sandra. You would have better ideas to continue, to continue the legacy, you know, what the fans want, new fans as well. And also, I think that the reason that I was kept around for a while is we'd kind of be on the same wavelength with stuff. Like remember, and I know I've probably said this before, so I apologize if I come off as a broken record, but when that meme of this could be us, but you playing came with him and Apollonia, and then he had the color changed by Daniel and Moore, I'm like, oh, that'd be cool on a t-shirt. And then on my show that, that week, I went to the mall and I had it put on a t-shirt. Then, the next time he was touring two weeks later, they were selling the t-shirt. That was the only third eye girl merch at that time. But that would be it is you think of these ideas and people like, so like, are you going to go after him for that? I'm like, it's a Jedi mind trick. It's just what Chappelle said, man. 
that it's his image. <laughs> what? Can I go after him for it? Like, it's his thing. Take it. Run with it. I thought it was a good idea to put on a shirt. I'm glad that he did. Um, Maria brings up a point that I would deal with in the music club in 2004. I struggle with those who say I've been a fan since you're not a true fan. Then why sustain his legacy? How do you sustain a legacy if we don't pass it on to the younger generations who weren't fans since so-and-so time? This is what it would be where people in the music club would be like, oh, I've been a fan since 1980. This person's new or whatever. I love the new fans. And the reason being for it is they're hearing a bunch of his music for the first time. And do you remember how we felt when we listened to his music for the first time, the excitement that we would have? You're kind of envious of them. Um, and as we're seeing week after week in the Prince community, people passing away. Um, sooner or later, there's going to be nothing left but fans after 2016. So let's get over this pissing contest. Let's welcome the new fans in instead of belittling them share your experience with them. It isn't a freaking contest. Okay. You want it. You got it. It's just like with people that have things that others don't. There's some things I have that people don't have. And there's a lot I don't have, but I don't play into that game. I'm like, that's awesome that you have it. I wish I had it, but that's cool. You have your own experiences. Um, but we need to stop with that. And it does nothing, as you said, and you're correct to help the legacy. Cause what you're if you saw him in concert a hundred or so times no one's going to catch up to you that's a new fan anymore right they only have other things like let it be it's not where it should be at all so um we're up over 20 things i stopped counting thank you ann um I wish people listen to you personally. I think you have been treated badly and it's their loss. No comment. Not from other people in the future, but possibly previously. So. Hmm. What's the plug for some vaulting materials a typical purple guy wouldn't already have? When you mean by vaulting materials, what do you mean? And if you were trying to get someone else new into the music, then there's other things that I would do. Um, yeah. And let's not pull that stuff off of YouTube. Let's have Paisley Park or the Prince account retweet it or put other things or re-gram re it. You know, like the three young girls who dance to musicology, that's awesome. That catches the younger generations 100%. So, well, Sondra and Captain, all I can say is, is that this is your show and I'm sure that you're being heard. And I just hope that um, the future will be better. Um, will Josh and Hannah ever get reinvolved with Third Eye Girl for some type of show? I've learned that you never say never, but right now I don't think that's where they are at, but never say never, but they've had opportunities. Um, so 
let's see. Rosemary, well, what you're saying about the advertisements because they have these lawyers telling them how to run music when they never played an instrument a day in their life, as Prince would say. Exactly. I mean, I may not play an instrument, but uh, I do write songs and I, you know, it's just different with the love of music. So, you know. Thanks, Sam. We'll just put this on for all the platform. It's just, um, doing that. There's just so much money that's being left on the table is all I can say um, when it comes to certain things and promotion. We had so many different versions of Sign of the Times um, being sold over the past few months. So, yeah. But remember, they have Pantone Purple, but they were trying to copyright and trademark the color purple for prints. It's more than just that. So, Captain says, well, see, that's a little bit of self-promotion when you say that. The good thing with the young generation learning about Prince is there's a whole new audience for Peach and Black and Funkenberry. Well, we just got to keep ever evolving and keep adapting. That's what it comes down to. And, you know, not to slam everything. I think the estate has been doing great with the records and T-shirts. Yes need to do more, you know, and having about, um, Eddie, I think we could all use a break on releases, uh, you know, but here who's no, who knows, but I think that we could use a little bit of a break, maybe have an announcement for next year, but you know, you got the holidays coming up. You need to start getting stuff. Um, yeah, Captain, I feel like he borrowed ideas from fans all the time, and it's okay. Just like how when band members will come up with ideas, he's like, well, it has to flow through me, right? Um, I'd be more than happy to never hear the phrase true fan for the rest of my life. Like I said, when I see someone wearing a purple rain shirt and I'm wearing like a symbol, the love symbol, and they don't know what it is, and they're just looking at it, I go, nice shirt. You know, they may not know it, but so, yeah. And you guys are really commenting a lot today. Um, and I appreciate it. And just have me look even more on the screen. Wow, we're behind on a lot. Love the new fans so much. Um, I'm just gonna put this up there just for Elvis is still here. We have to keep him alive. Exactly. Um, other than Let's Return We're Married and Ears is a Bitch, what other 12 inch singles were produced from this album? Well, that wasn't like 12 inch singles, but you know, we talked about how come you don't call me anymore. Um, and stuff of that nature. And then DMSR had different dance remix versions, but it really was more the same. Lua Corvette had the 12 inch.
Isn't that fun? Sorry about that, guys. That's what happens when you're trying to do too much at once. Let's see. We're so behind on comments. Thank you, Rosemary. Remember when I was a newbie, felt embraced by Prince Sam. That's what we have to do now, you know. Well, Sandra, I hope to be involved one day is all I can say. Uh, but I work hard at it. It isn't, um, you know, just hoping to by chance be on stuff. Um, yeah, and we all want Prince's legacy to outlive all of us, but we have to start doing it now and be open to stuff and not be so critical or so benign. Um, Michelle, thank you, exactly. Whether it's me or the new fans, let's do it. This man is fighting his heart out for Prince. He's paid nothing, it comes from his heart and his pocket. For the most part, 100% true, but I get something out of it, right? In the sense of being there for everyone. Let's see. Not gonna do anything about Publix. Leanne, look into it. Let's see. I think we're almost caught up. Um, yes. Dave went, Dave says, when I would go to shows in 2015 and 2016 and see teenagers there, I thought that was awesome. Why would anyone want to crap on that? I'm sure Prince loves seeing that. Exactly. In the early 2000s, how many of y'all have seen me before? How many of y'all, this is your first time, all right? Next time I come to your town, someone old brings someone new. That's what he would say. We don't have that anymore. But that's what I'm saying is get it up, get it started. You know, don't throw so much at him at once. Let him find it organically. You know, we all need love for another during these times for sure. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate the comments big time. Yeah. Although I wasn't allowed to go to the Purple Rain show because I was too young. But Michelle says, I was at a Purple Rain concert and I remember looking around the audience and seeing little kids. The parents showed her such a cool impact. Exactly. So. Sorry, I hope that blackout wasn't too long. It just was one of those things. Um, thank you, Mike. Appreciate you. Um, Terry, let's see if that will actually come to fruition. I know you guys are kind of wanting to keep it the way it is, right? So. Come and knock on my door. You got the audience for Australia. You have fans willing to do the work that doesn't have to be in the United States, you know? And I think you asked this before, man, I'd say love sexy. 
and then unreleased love sexy cs <sighs> banging on their door or selling out other people or whatnot i just don't like the dirtying up of my name um eddie no word but i have ideas of what they should do with it we'll see what the future holds when it comes to that so, yeah hmm. just checking interesting Yeah. Don't worry when my parents saw Prince wearing his underwear on the outside, they said, hell no. Nah. Um, Paisley does need to make changes and other stuff. It's so hard with the weather there. We're having seven months of winter. That's why virtual tours are a good thing. And I hate that they're doing something live at the same time we're doing the show. But hello, you know, you'd be working on it. So. No, it's supposed to be a restaurant, not a disco. Yes. Name this dope spot and name Love for Another. Yeah. Ice cream. Someone's been listening to uh, Soul Psychedelic side a lot. Yes. And all of us are willing to do the work. Rainbow Children, the new breed, all of us is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, this is why we need to support it. And I'm hoping that PPP gets passed again um, to keep things going. As long as Paisley Park doesn't close down, planning in there once we can travel again from Oz. And the thing is, is like, you know, how are you gonna have a celebration next year for still having to practice social distancing and then you're gonna have to pay the bands that much? It's not gonna be so profitable. Um, yeah. Mike, I believe I was driven around there by someone previously when it was in existence. So, yeah. Excuse me on that. I do believe that they were trying to do some outside stuff, but remember that you can't do that um, too much because of the winters there. You know, they were trying to have events outside and that wasn't able to transpire this year because of things. So yeah. Yeah, this is the first year I haven't been in Minneapolis um, a long time. Whatever happened to the Steels, anyone know that? I think they're still recording, so. Well, now you're gonna have to go every 21 years, Captain, so. Yeah, they were playing summer jam concerts. They were trying to do stuff outside, but this has all changed. 
2020 changed everything. Any other questions from 1999 or other things going on? We've hit the hour mark. Will we make it to 90 minutes or no? So, yep, November 3rd changes nothing. I like November 4th anyway. So, oof. Twenty twenty is the new curse word. I think someone needs to put that on a shirt. If I had a merch store or someone already do it, I'd be doing it right now. Yes. So should I be ending the show now to do an after show, or just have this go as an extended show? seems like the questions don't stay on the subject matter for too long and it goes to after show questions anyway. Mike, I just think that they're looking on ways to capitalize it, but also like you need, there are not so many record plants around as much anymore. So they have to do it overseas. And uh, I think what, what was going on, it delayed everything, but that's what made it last minute, you know? And then them not announcing it till last minute. So what he made this the after show exactly. But sometimes it's good to have things chopped up into different things. Yeah. Let's see, might have answered um this earlier was JJ on vocal credits from 1999, Joel Jones. Yes. JJ is Joel Jones, credits on there. After shows were must. I wonder if he'd be doing after shows in 2020. So, yeah. Catherine, you'll see Springsteen again. I mean, even he's, what, 71 now, and he's still doing the ding thing. So, Terry, are you talking about the show, or are you talking about something else? I'm being bad. I'm going to say that because I know you. Of course, Princeton's still be doing after shows. All right, so what you're trying to say is we should wrap this up now and then do an after show. Although we'll probably lose the audience we may have. Um, who are some of the artists you like that we would be shocked maybe that you've seen in concert? Duran Duran, and they were terrible in my opinion. Um, Demi Lovato, seen a few times. Rihanna, uh, Chris Brown, I've seen a few times. Um, Tyga, uh, Maroon 5, Bruno Mars, One Republic. Um, names are escaping me now. Old school, George Michael, Stevie Wonder. Um, you know, those probably wouldn't surprise you too much. Stevie B put on a really good show in the 90s, if you know who that is. So, yeah. 
typically there were less than 20 people. Oh, for the after shows, it pays like you're talking about. All right. See, Leanne, told you. Harry Styles, I haven't seen yet. Taylor Swift, I haven't seen yet. Um, but I appreciate both. I think music is one of the things that keeps me young. Um, I The Duran Duran tour, I think, was for the Ordinary World album. And they were not in a good mood that night, is all I'll say. So, only true fans to wrap the after show. All right, I guess we'll cut off at one fifteen and take a break. And I guess, give me all right. Should I find something from nineteen ninety nine to wear? Let's wear something white. But my makeup ruin it. To put this over me. We'll see. So, have I ever seen George Clinton at the park? Yes, I have. So. Ready for the world I haven't seen. No. Oh, honks. Welcome to my neighborhood. Sometimes a cul-de-sac wouldn't be so bad, now would it? Haven't seen Flying Lotus. Um, no. We're on a five-year of that album. Well, it, all ha it always happens, right? Power Station. Take yourself. Haven't seen Fleetwood Mac. Um, yes, costume change for the after show. Um, let's see. When Prince would do house parties, would he have celebrities there or fans there? Celebrities. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to put this up and then we will do the after show. So give you guys a break, use the restroom, kiss your partner before disappearing on them for a bit. Again, uh, I always welcome your donations. Lola wanted me to make sure I mention her for donating. I appreciate it. It always, um, crap, I didn't mean to put that on there. Sorry, guys. It's always appreciated. It's always welcome. We look for ways to advance uh, the show. What musicians were friends with Prince? Uh, that's a tough question. Good question. Should we say that for the after show? It's going to be time to think about it. So if you pick any Paisley show that you could have seen, which would it be? I'd love to have been there in 95. 95, of course, but I'm, I'm thankful for the things that I've seen before. So let's, um, let's reconvene in a little bit for the after show and see what's going on, check messages if there's anything uh, to update me on, and uh, we will go from there. But we will be back with a different um, costume, <laughs> outfit, whatever you want to call it, but we ain't going nowhere. Thank you guys again for subscribing on YouTube, Apple Music, iTunes, checking us out live, checking us on Spotify, much love. Till next time, which will be very, 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 very soon. Keep it funky. <laughs>